0: Welcome to the Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEO Podcast. I'm Martin Harsberger, President of Measurable Results, LLC, and martinharsberger.com. I'm a retired CEO of both a manufacturing company and a third-party logistics company. We were lucky enough to grow both to eight-figure organizations. I've been consulting with small and mid-tier companies for the past 16 years. Our mission with this podcast is to provide a forum to help CEOs in these critical industries share their stories, share best practices, and learn from each other. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, go to www.martinharshberger.com/supply. Each interview will take about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to this edition of Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. I'm Martin Harsberger, your host. Uh, this morning, we have Jim Holland. Vice President of Packaging, Fulfillment, and Quality at Outlook Group, LLC. Welcome, Jim. Thank you, Martin. Nice to be here today. Well, tell us again about about Outlook and and what you guys do. Outlook Group is a a
1: print and packaging uh, solution-based supply chain company. What makes us unique is our turnkey and that Our turnkey is in-house. We print in-house and then we connect the dots with our packaging solutions, uh, automated process around packaging. So when you really drill down and think about that, um, we're not getting components from a third party. We're managing those in-house as part of the uh, packaging process which um, de-risks a supply chain, improves on quality, improves on speed to market, tremendous amount of cost savings, um, and um, uh, a lot of
0: value added for our customers. Okay. Well, we, we talked uh, before coming on the air, <clears throat> we talked about your print and packaging being in the same facility, which even for a dumb guy like me, I understand the advantage of that because I've had clients that do labeling and so on. Some do packaging and you get a tile that together and, there's a lot of finger pointing in the supply chain, so you eliminate all that, basically, right? That's
1: correct. You know, you um, you create time for your customer because we receive a PO and then we take it from there. Um, you also uh, time and uh, resource. You also because it's just us. You're eliminating a lot of uh, multiple supplier markups. Uh, a lot of um, opportunity for error. You're eliminating all these things because we've got the ball. And then that relationship is um, created and the communication typically bi-weekly with our customer base, uh, what's going on with their supply chain um, from week to week and month to month.
0: Uh, who, who are some of your customers? Are you the manufacturers or, or what do you package? Anything, yeah, so- Anything?
1: No, no. We, um, we're very entrepreneurial and we'll look at things if we can print and leverage our engineering group and our operations group to, to support it with an automated process. That's key. Um, we are certified for, uh, we've got an FDA facility certification, ISO 1345 to handle class two med device, a U.S. USDA um, certification to handle primary packaged food. So, you know, we we um we play in the OTC space, not the pharma. Um as it relates to uh secondary packaging. We receive a primary package component. We would print a carton or, you know, flex film, and we would take it from there and, and package it and put it in a shipper, palletize and ship. Um, food related products, uh, we receive primary package food and, and same process. Typically it's a cartoning process on one of our automated cartoners, um, class two med device. It's uh we, we print and it's typically a kitting process, uh, where we're handling a lot of different components, kitting them, packing them and and shipping them
0: from there. That would seem like a natural progression for you to do that to kidding. it's kind of a value add then right it is very much so um
1: what we don't do you know we describe ourselves at times as a contract packager and typically a contract packager is it's a company that um receives components very much a labor play receives components and customizes those shrink wraps and then builds a display and and ships it. it's uh, it's something that we don't chase that kind of business. We chase a printed and automated uh, solution. Um, we will do that display build on the back end, but it's um it's a business that I think differentiates us from the contract packaging space. We're probably more of a hybrid, probably more of a manufacturer versus, you know, a, a labor customizing uh, trade customization, uh, customization, if you will.
0: It seems like, and, and uh, forgive me for asking, but I, I had a company myself, it was a logistics value add logistics company, and it seems like you guys. And I don't know if I'm going to ask you a question. Do you do ship bulk ship back to a manufacturer distribution point, or do you do any uh, any forward shipping and logistics breakdown for them?
1: Yeah, we. For the most part, it goes back to a customer's DC. Um, But we do ship direct. Uh, We ship direct to Walmart uh, on a variety of programs. Um, For the most part, though, it goes back to the DC.
0: It seemed like that'd be another value add you guys could look at. It would would eliminate another step or two, right?
1: There's no question. And, you know, we have to be... Martin, in this business, um, I try to be, you know, you have, we have resource, but um, you have to be careful with that because, you know, every project requires time and resource. So you really have to drill down is it something you can be successful with? Uh, is, this, is there growth there? Uh, what the size of the project is? Who the customer is. It's really important that. You know, we connect with people we can be successful with. Sure. You know, who are going to provide the information for us to lo- deliver on that 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 supply chain?
0: Yeah, for sure. You have to be selective. Uh, space too. I mean, got, you're in New Jersey, so space is a premium, right? <laughs> well, if I'm not
1: traveling, and I travel quite a bit, um, when I'm not traveling, I'm in New Jersey. When I am traveling, the facilities are in Nina, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I did see that, yeah. Right. Uh, Which is, you know, a great footprint. It's in the middle of the country, right on the interstate. So uh, we are strategically located to handle a variety of products.
0: Good. What do you see your current challenges are in your business, other than labor, which everybody has, and government regulations, which everybody has? How's the supply chain issue affecting you?
1: Yeah, it's a a challenge, but... uh, you know, again, with that, that's I see it as an opportunity mm-hmm. and I'll explain that in a second. So we we print folded cart, we print flex, we print label and we package products that use those components. So supply chain related to those lead times are way out. Costs are up significantly. You um, combine that with uh, the challenges around freight uh, and certainly labor. Uh, it's a challenge. So, you know, how do we go about that? It's called communication. It's called planning. It's called really drilling down with that customer on a daily basis to communicate them because, you know, when they, they know what's going on out there and they're nervous, so they need to be coddled and they're handheld as to where things are at every day. So, we've had to implement process that we didn't have to have in the past that COVID has um, uh, made us implement, which, you know, what's the silver lining? Uh, When we get out of this, you know, we're gonna be better for all of this because the process we've um, implemented and the opportunity with the customer is uh, to communicate a transparent, honest solution You can tell them what they want to hear, but it's all about this is what we can do and then back into the plan. And and in time, you know, that um, customers respond to that. That creates trust. You know, that transparency creates trust. Also, um, because we're printing paperboard and film and label, we're procuring that. So we have to set a plan up with our customers to get ahead of that. Their forecast. So uh, we have to work together. So we're in business. So we can fulfill their 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 forecast and and their needs.
0: Yeah, but well, most of the stuff you're, I would think, uh, and I'm talking off the top of my head, but you're sourcing most of that domestically. Your raw material, right? It's all domestic. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about the influx of. Uh, it's more of their side. Bringing in the material than it is you trying to package it, right? Well, you know, for the most part, the material,
1: paperboard and film, uh, that's on us, you know, and that's our model. But a lot of our customers, their components are made in Europe or China, Asia. That's, right.
0: that's what I meant. So your your you're forecast, I can see the nightmare they create when they give you a forecast and say this is what's going to happen. And it may come in and it won't come in in a flow. It'll come in in chunks, some, none.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, with that. that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a challenge. And that's why that process to communicate, you yeah. know, they're yeah. moving fast and, and they're busier than have ever been. So, you know, that they understand exactly where things are at. Uh, it's uh, the communication today is really, really crucial.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think you talked about your differentiator. I usually ask what's your differentiator, what problem you solve. I think you've talked about that. Do you want to expand on that at all? Well, you know, in the business, I think it's
1: worth talking about again. Um, you know, everybody has their turnkey. But uh, not. there's a lot of printers out there, but printers print where – we print and package. And when you really drill down and look at that and the value added and the simplified supply chain that that creates, you know, one, two, three touches versus 11, 12, or 13 touches, uh, there is a tremendous amount of value there, whether it's cost savings, less risk, quality, speed to market. Um, there's a lot going on there. And Again, everybody claims to have that, but mm, it's really it's a turnkey through a third party where we're
0: managing that process. Yeah, I'm looking at your website now uh, to see just how, how much you stress that. I mean, you do talk a lot about supply chain optimization, which is really a differentiator, I guess, more than than, uh, than than cost or anything else. It's just getting it done and getting. Well, it is a cost savings, obviously, but you're managing a process for them. You're managing a pipeline, really.
1: Correct. Um, recently, Martin, customer of ours, um, who we do a big job with, um, they have a variety of other brands. And with this brand, there is a supply chain person who manages it. There's 20 contract manufacturers. So there's 20 people to talk to. Those contract manufacturers are buying Components from five different people. So there's five more people to talk to. Yeah. And it's, I don't have to tell you, we're all doing more with less. I don't see that changing anytime soon. And, uh, you know, by us controlling that process, you know, that person has one person to talk to. Yeah, for sure. It's huge. Yeah, it's a big, big deal.
0: Yeah, I get it. Uh, I, I think when we did all this outsourcing, starting back in the '80s and, and '90s, we didn't anticipate uh, the outsourcing beyond the outsourcing. You made a great point there. When you outsource, it's not necessarily to one place. It's there's multiple legs in that, and the supply chain was probably running on a hope and a prayer anyway. And once we had an interrupt, boom! I mean, that's it. And you see the complexity of it. I don't think I think we underestimated the complexity of the thing to start with. <clears throat> I I do. I, I just super think. super complex. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Without Where do you think it, going? Pardon me. Where do you think your industry's going? Your 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 packaging industry. Yeah. So automation,
1: uh, as it relates to AI, right? I mean, this is going to be the big play. Um, uh, cobots, you know, next to that person on in a line. Um, this is where we're going. It's already, you know, there's plenty of automation, but there's a lot of low hanging fruit to take it to another level. Um, I see in this country, sustainability really finally kicking in. So when you think about a lot of the packaging that's going on and handling its display and that gets thrown in the dumpster, it's not a sustainable solution as we move forward, Europe is way ahead of us on in that. They don't do that. So I see that really level setting. Um, but, uh, you know, automation, you know, I hate to say because of labor, but because of labor, this is all getting accelerated and it's happening before our eyes here. Um, I uh, sit, a, I'm an advisory board member for Southie Autonomy. So these guys up in Boston, uh, they have developed uh, technology to reprogram a cobot by the wave of a wand. So it could go be repurposed by anyone online to go from palletizing to blistering to, you know, something else, repurpose it within five minutes versus bringing in a an expert, two days to repurpose, tremendous cost. So there's there's a lot going on in this space, and it's um, it's happening. It's 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 only going to become more important.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I had a uh, my logistics company I, I mentioned earlier. I had a subsidiary in Frankfurt for West Europe. I handled all West Europe, and and that was back in the '90s and early 2000s. And the and the packaging re- regulations I had over there were nothing like this. They just don't have the landfill space or anything to do it. I mean they're very stringent. We're just starting to catch on to that 20, 20 plus years later. So it's you're right. There's a lot of things in play right now that people are not used to even thinking about. I um
1: I like to call it describe it as the clay is wet. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. You know, it's doing it the old way, you know. It it all requires work to change, but there is a huge opportunity to do it differently. And what you just described, I mean, it's upon us. And, um, the, the changes is, is, is here, it's coming, it's happening. And, uh, consequently from my perspective, I see tremendous opportunity.
0: Oh, you're right. If people take advantage of it, uh, you know, oh, everybody's reluctant to change and everybody wants, wants to stay and, and <laughs> do it they've always done it. But, uh, you know, my business is, is on their side when I'm consulting, uh, people will hire me and say we've got to make changes and we'll talk about the change and we'll put a plan together and then we have to fight i have to fight with them to do the change that they asked to do to begin with <laughs> which <laughs> which uh, which i always wonder why you
1: know? um, yeah so from my perspective it depends who you're talking to because changes work thing to do but you know what it, it's work and it's also it, it, it's It can create risk,
0: right? Risk is there right now. With it's going to happen, whether or not you want to accept it or not, it's going to happen with or without you, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Send out. I think the COVID thing showed us that nobody anticipated it, obviously. And companies that were better prepared to that understood their business better fared a lot better than those that were cruising along, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: your future focus, you've talked a little bit about that too. The AI thing was really interesting. I I'd like to hear some more about that at some point uh, when you get a little further down the line. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Um, yeah, we're evolving, and um, I'm blessed to have a really talented bunch. Um, it's all about collaboration, bringing a customer in who is willing to look at a project you know, the packaging on the front end, it might be the greatest thing in the world, but if you can't automate it, you know, so, right. So, you know, a customer is willing to tweak it, not the branding, but the packaging, tweak it a bit, um, and to really, at Outlook Group, to leverage the talent base, whether it's IT or QA or operations, logistics packaging, engineering, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's when you really drill down to the very best solution um, and um, the most efficient solution and the most automated solution. Yeah. So, you know, collaboration around the talent, and uh, we're blessed with a lot of it at Outlook Group.
0: One of the reasons I do this podcast is is uh, try to put some emphasis back on manufacturing in the U.S., uh, you know, I grew up in a in a mill mining area. It was all heavy manufacturing, and and I saw what happened to that to my parents and so on. We outsourced everything, and uh, now I think with this with this latest change, we see the importance of bringing it back. And we're in a situation where with STEM and everything, we don't have the talent pool. We don't have the apprenticeships uh, in place that we had. So I think. Emphasis has to go back on that and say, look, not only is it critical, it's a cool place to be. You can make a good living in manufacturing. And I want to try to emphasize some of the uh, unique and innovative things people are doing. And that certainly fits you guys uh, with what you're talking about. you just the way you're approaching the business. I'm not trying to speak for you, but you look at packaging and say, well, it's packaging. But some of the things you're talking about right now, you're addressing the supply chain, you're addressing time, you're addressing cost, how many touches, all that has to happen in all businesses. Right. And and it's it's it unfortunately it's almost still unique to, to think that way. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think,
1: you know, we haven't you just hit on it, but um, you know, today the Gen Z group, the Millennials, this is not a sexy business, you know. So we have yeah. to deliver that what you just said, and we are trying to do that because. They're not lining up at the door, you know, mm-hmm. to take my job and you know, do it better and evolve it further. So that's an opportunity right there, yeah. and it's it's really crucial uh, because, like you said, the space is changing and um, it, you know it's uh, it's invigorating time in the business.
0: Frankly, sure. If, if you look at it that way, the way you're looking at it, it is an opportunity for a lot of things. Right. What, what didn't I ask you that, you that you'd like to mention, Jim? You know, I think we hit on a lot right now.
1: You know, I describe the challenges as opportunities, um, but if I had a crystal ball, I would share it with you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a lot going on, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, and it's, uh, it creates a very, we're in a calendar year, you know, we're uh, close to done planning next year, but it's very challenging to plan the business and, you know, to uh, really make all those opportunities happen, given what's going on right now. It's a very, it's a
0: challenge. Um, It's a challenge if you understand, it's a challenge if you understand the changes. My concern is, and and don't take—I'm not trying to be uh, bearish on everything—but my concern is a lot of business don't even understand the changes that are required, and and they're getting hit in the face with it. Uh, You know, I see—I see see both ends of the spectrum. See guys like you that are that are thinking ahead and trying to think that next year or five years out, and I see guys not saying, "How soon can I get back to normal?" There is no more normal. (laughs) no more normal, you know. There's it's uh, Right.
1: I mean, I tell my kids, you know, change is a constant, the change in my career. But this is all accelerating before our eyes and yeah, technology sure. is driving it. And uh, you got to get on board or you're going to be left behind. And um, it'll be hard to catch up. Yes, it will. Not impossible. Right. Right. Without a doubt. So I, I really enjoyed this, Martin. I
0: did, too. Thanks for your time. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Manufacturing and Supply Chain CEOs. If you're a successful CEO in manufacturing or supply chain would like to be part of the program, please visit www.martinharshberger.com/supply. If you got some value out of the interview, please share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. Also, if you know someone that would make a great guest, tag them and let them know about the show. Again, our mission is to focus on manufacturing and supply chain CEOs. We'd like to share your story and provide industry trends and updates that would interest our listeners. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and interviews go a long way in promoting the show. You can connect with me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn at uh, Martin Harshberger. Or through my website, www.martinharsberger.com. Again, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening.